This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is an awesome headline. Wife blows thousands on vet bills after husband blames his farts on the dog. Oh, no. Pregnant woman said her dog Jerry underwent expensive tests after she became concerned about his unbelievable stinky gas. The ordeal started a month ago when the wife was left horrified by a really disgusting smell during dinner, which her husband claimed was caused by the dog. Oh, I see where this is going. But after weeks of panicking and and taking the dog to the vet, the husband finally came clean. She kicked her husband out. He ended up in the doghouse, ironically. And uh, it created some serious family drama. She says it's been a stressful few weeks. The vet was extremely confused, ordered a bunch of tests that cost a lot of money. Yeah, that vet stuff isn't cheap. Have you had to take Bruce the dog in for anything yet, Jim? Not e like Knock he goes in for one. regular up update update like his computer software. Uh, yeah, goes in for regular checkups, but yeah, avoided anything too costly. Can add up quick. Had a full on meltdown about losing Jerry. And then to understand the nonsense that had been going on for five weeks, my husband confesses the farts weren't the dog, they were him. (laughs) Dude. I lost it. I kicked it out of the house. He went to stay with his friends. To be clear, I don't mind that he lied in the moment, but he knew we were going to the vet, (laughs) and the vet was all confused. He even went to the appointments with me. Oh, my God. There's that smell again, Doc. He did end up going to the doctor for his farts and was recommended a diet change. (laughs) (laughs) So they got a solution to the problem, at least. Yeah. I love that it went on for that long. Like, just admit it, bud. It reminds me of one of my favorite jokes when when I was a kid. So there's a guy, and he's invited to his neighbor's house for dinner. And they're having dinner, and suddenly, uh uh-oh, something's not agreeing with him. He has to let one rip. So he does it. And the the homeowner says, Spot! And he's like, oh, this is great. He thinks it's a dog. So he keeps eating, and another one comes along. <laughs> Spot! Ah, I'm getting away with it here. Next one. <laughs> Spot! Get away from that man. He's farting constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a skid markers in there talking about spots. I didn't know exactly where it was going to go. No, but, no. Uh, they, the guy thought that they thought it was the dog, but they knew it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson's going to love that joke when you tell him when you get home, oh, Ted. Yeah. Fart jokes are hitting our house. <laughs> hey, good morning. I was at the hospital one time with my wife's whole family, in-laws, everybody waiting for a loved one to get out. wasn't nothing serious. And, uh... My brother-in-law let one rip in the waiting room, but I didn't know it was him. But everybody blamed it on me. He blamed it on me, and it cleared out the waiting room. Like <laughs> like the whole waiting room, people that I didn't even know. We got on the drive home, and he looked over at me. And he goes, thanks, buddy. <laughs> you were the dog. He, I was the dog. <laughs> You're lucky that your wife didn't take you to the vet. I know. <laughs> Here we go. It's Taz and Jim. I have um, kind of two ultimate fart happenings. I okay. have to tell you, when I heard your stories coming on, I thought, oh, God, I have to call. Is well, this going to be a fart fart morning? <laughs> I think so. Looking? I don't know, but it made me laugh, so I hope it makes someone else laugh. Okay, what, what do you got for us? 
Well, my brother is the ultimate uh, prankster. So um, he didn't mean to do it this time, but I was four months pregnant. And it was early in the morning. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. And he was driving me home um, from the hospital. I had to go for an appointment. So anyways, he farted. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Because he knew I was nauseated all the time. Well, Is it worse smelling farts when you're pregnant? Is it way worse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just have to say the word. Like, oh, and it, it, I knew exactly what he did. So I opened up the window and I started hurling out the window as we went by the bus stop full of kids waiting to go <laughs> <laughs> to catch the bus to the high school. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, we got a new car and uh, I had long hair and we were out for a drive in it. He says, can I take it for a drive? I said, sure. So this was back in the 80s. So my hair was flying out the window. It was lovely. And all of a sudden, the window went up and caught my hair, and my ear was right against the window. And all of a sudden, he farted, and he started laughing. And, oh, my God, it was the worst I have ever, ever smelled. And I'm trying to hit the, the window down, but it was in the middle. It was a Hyundai. And yeah. It was in the middle, and I couldn't reach it. And, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I, I was so close to hurling. He had that a captive my- audience. Oh, my God. That's what brothers are for. Now, I also heard that farts were worse in the 80s. Is that true? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I think we're we're more experimental when we're younger, right? Yeah, (laughs) nothing nothing worse than an 80s fart when you're pregnant. Exactly. That was worse. Anyways, I had to tell you. Yeah, good morning to your brother. What a guy. I know. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Thank you. It was all that new Coke. Back in the 80s. Yeah, Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Doesn't Pepsi was well. the 90s. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. 90s farts smelled like Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> okay, the phones are going crazy. I don't think we're not doing fart stories all morning. <laughs> yeah, let's save that for a special, you know, day <laughs> that's all gas related. We'll get it all out of our system at once. <laughs> But thank you. If, you. if you're calling right now with a fart story, we've reached our, our, our uh, fart quota for the morning. <laughs> but we will look forward to the Taz and Jim Flatulence special coming That's before right. Christmas. The Fart Fest. Max from Arkells. He's trying to become friends with everybody in the NBA, apparently. <laughs> He's uh, chipping away slowly. Uh, his new best bud from the NBA, Jamal Murray. Inevitable, really. The guys from uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, Jamal, uh, a rising star in the NBA, uh, plays for the Denver Nuggets. Oh, he had an awesome season. Yeah, put up 50 points twice in the playoffs. Anyway, he is the next uh, big guy uh, from Canada for sure. Uh, He just got his wisdom wisdom teeth out in the offseason, and in his downtime, he's a little bored, so he put an Instagram story up uh, with just the words, Hey, anybody got an extra PS5? As a joke, I need a PS5. Who want to hook me up? So Max from Arkells, the lead singer, he uh, responded and said, I got you. And Jamal Murray responded to that and said, dead ass? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> like, which means, are you serious? Dead ass. Dead I ass. Like I'm going to start using that. <laughs> dead ass. Come on, Jim. Dead ass. Dead ass, Taz. And uh, Max sent back a picture of him holding the PS5. These are all screenshots on an Instagram post that uh, Arkell shared. So he Max sends back a photo of him holding up the box for the PS5. Jamal says, bro, you have extras or is that your only one? 
Max says, the band all got one, and I don't have time to play right now. It's all yours. We can figure out a way to get it to KW this weekend. First off, I love that Jamal goes back to Kitchener-Waterloo in the offseason. Well, you got to get the, his wisdom teeth out, man. <laughs> you need mom and dad to make yeah. you soup and give you popsicles yeah. after that. You still procedure. trust your high school dentist. <laughs> so, uh, Max eventually put his trust in an Uber driver to take this $600 machine uh, From it, Hamilton to KW? Yeah, it sent it off. Uh, wow, that's it, a good Uber uh, gig. It's a good Uber gig, but he also kind of has something over him because he videotapes the Uber driver's face and then also the license plate as it drive away. Sure, so there's but a record. Still, yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's a good opportunity for the Uber driver to steal the video game console. It's a, That's a good fare. From Hamilton to KW, that's a with nobody in the car except an, an Xbox. That's an amazing fare. Yeah, it's like the easiest hundred bucks ever. Uh, so it showed up anyway to uh, Jamal's place, and looks like he's got. Uh, oh wait, so this is he put a, a note on it too. Jamal, I know you're on a tight timeline, so it's important you have this before you go back to Denver. Be good, XO Max. And then uh, Jamal sent him one final tweet and said, Secured! So it did make it on time, and it made it there. <laughs> Appreciate my guy, praying emoji. Uh, in bed recovering, but I got it on me. How sweet is it to be in our Kells? Good for you guys. Getting free Xboxes. Yeah, making friends. Nick Nurse, you already got in the fold. And yeah. now you're working on Jamal Murray. And, you know, the sky's the limit. You're going to have so many fun basketball friends to hang out with. (laughs) Living the dream. How amazing must it be to play yourself in a video game? Oh, you can do it. I mean, everyone, a lot of games have that little thing where you can, oh, that kind of looks like my face. Oh, those look like pants I'd wear. (laughs) You you can make your guy. Yeah, yeah, build a character. (laughs) But it doesn't move exactly like you. It doesn't have your name. It's not part of the game. You're not raided. Yeah, you don't have everyone else who plays the game pretending to be you. Yeah, yeah. Not only you in the game, but you and your buddies, your whole squad. Isn't isn't that funny? So Max from Arkells got a free PlayStation 5 sent to him, said everyone in the band got a a PlayStation 5 given to them. And I don't remember there being an Arkells PlayStation video game. There there have been Arkells music on PlayStation games. Sure. But he didn't actually say he got it free. He just said the, the, the whole band got one, or everybody in the band got one. Now, I guess he said got one. He didn't say buy one. Yeah. I'd assume that they were gifted to them. Yeah. It's one of the perks of being a a big-time celebrity rock star, I guess. Must be nice. You got PlayStations to spare. I was curious to know, how much would it cost to send a PlayStation from Hamilton to Kitchener-Waterloo in an Uber? So I pulled up the app here. Let's depart from the Y108 studios in Hamilton to Kitchener-Waterloo. In an Uber X, it's only $86.11. That's not too bad. How much? $86.11. That's not bad at all. Uh, very reasonable. But if you want the larger uh, ride, the Uber XL, it's going to cost you $120.40. You need that for the Xbox. It's a little bigger. <laughs> yeah. What sports celebrity, if you could become friends with any sports celebrity, who would you pick? Because it sounds like, you know, Max likes the basketball players. He's got, he's got Nick Nurse. 
who is getting up, jamming with the band. They're hanging out, uh, you know, recording music together. And now Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal kind of owes him one. He's got to be his friend, right? <laughs> yeah, at least on paper. Now. Yeah. Uh, who would you pick, Jim? Any professional athlete you could become friends Do with. Do they have to be active? No. I feel like it would be great to be friends with, I mean, Michael Jordan. I'm, that may be a cop-out answer, but the amount of stories after watching The Last Dance, the amount of stories this guy has, plus all he does is golf now. Yeah. So you just go golf with him all the time. Uh-huh. You get your butt kicked and he'd probably be a real jerk about it the whole time, but it'd be awesome just hanging out with Michael Jordan, I think. Yeah. You, Michael Jordan, Bill Murray in your foursome as well. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. And Newman from Seinfeld, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Newman from Seinfeld. That's just a fun <laughs> afternoon on the links. Great day. Yeah. You? I, I I wouldn't go with anyone like who's new to the league because I'm I'm in my forties now. I think so. Be, you hanging out with Mitch Marner? Right. I think it would be weird if I was like, yeah, I want to be pals with Mitch Marner. <laughs> no. You and Joe Thornton though. Joe Thornton. He would be a. He seems like an all-around great guy. We, we've got mutual friends who speak very highly of of Jumbo Joe. I, but Shaq. Oh, good call. Shaq or Charles Barkley or both. Hey, Charles mm. Barkley's playing golf with you and Michael Jordan, though, That's isn't right. he? That's yeah, right. Darn, he's already taken. Sorry, he's my bud. <laughs> Like, those guys are just so hilarious. Shaq is hilarious. Plus, he's, like, to be, to go to Shaq's house and just see, like, how he's got everything big and, you know. Like, <laughs> like his doorways are bigger than ours. His doors would be big. <laughs> All his paintings are his hung tables two feet would be higher. a little higher. Yeah, it'd just be fun to see everything big. His toilet would be, like, four feet in the air. <laughs> I need a step ladder to get up there. <laughs> That would be a good time. I wonder if Shaq would need a custom PlayStation controller. Oh, his mitts? Or even Jamal Murray, man. Like, these guys, they, they have big hands. Mm-hmm. Do they make extra large controllers for these consoles? Hmm. Interesting. I guess you'll have to find out when you become best friends with Shaq. Yeah, I'll let you know what Shaq says. Welcome to the program, Mike Jack, world record-holding hot pepper eater. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Taz. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. You're from London, Ontario. I am, yeah. But you've uh, gained notoriety around the globe from your passion, eating hot peppers. How did you get onto this? How did this start? Um, well, I guess um, I guess it actually it started kind of when I was in college, I guess. Like, um, when I was a kid, we weren't really into uh, eating any spicy stuff. My family just wasn't really into it. But then, uh, I guess in college, it became more of like a kind of like a dare sort of thing with my roommates, you know, just like, just simple stuff like, you know, uh, like Frank's Red Hot and uh, jalapenos and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I was never really into spicy stuff. One of my roommates kind of was, and he was like, oh, what's what's the matter, Mike? Like, you don't want any hot sauce on your pizza? Like, come on, like, toughen <laughs> up. So that's kind of how it all started. And then... Uh, and yeah, do you have kinda, like do you have a natural ability to handle spicy food? Do you think, or is it something that you have a skill you have acquired over time? I think it's I think it's a little bit of I think it's a little bit of both, but it's mostly kind of like a skill developed over time. Because um, you know, at, at one time I thought you know just Frank's Red Hot Sriracha, uh, you know, pickled jalapenos. I used to think those were were spicy back in the day, but then. Over time, I you know I I enjoyed them and I ate a lot of them. Soon I'd 
cover my food with them. Um, and then, uh, you know, I would start my search looking for things that are, that are a bit hotter and a bit hotter. So, you know, I, instead of covering my food, I could just kind of put a few drops on, but uh, eventually, you know, now I'm using like some of the, you know, the world's hottest hot sauces and peppers and stuff like that. And I'm putting those in my food and, you know, I, I, I feel the effects, but not, uh, not as much as uh, a lot of people do. That's as a true. rookie would. <laughs> Frank's is a real <laughs> gateway pepper, eh? Like, look how far you've gone. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your three Guinness World Records. I have, uh, yeah, I have the three Guinness World Records, all for uh, eating ghost peppers. Um, so my the first one I got was uh, fastest time to eat three ghost peppers. Um, the record to beat was uh, it was just over 16 seconds. I got uh, 9.75 seconds. Smashed it. Yeah, <laughs> smashed that one. And uh, the next one I got was uh, most ghost peppers eaten in one minute, which was uh, 97 grams. And then uh, the the newest one that I got was uh, most ghost peppers eaten in two minutes. Uh, the record for that was it was 147 grams, and I got 247 grams. Good God, <laughs> Seems man. like a lot. How many tums do you have laying around <laughs> the house? Uh, tums don't really, they don't really do anything for me now. What is the remedy? What's the remedy if you eat something that's super hot? Some people say milk, other people say it's yogurt. Is it, is it, does it have to be a dairy product? What do you use? Um, like, uh, like dairy products help, uh, help a little bit. Um, you know, it's like, uh, scientifically proven and stuff like that. Um, water, uh, people want to go for water, but water doesn't really help. So that's true. Um, yeah. To, to be honest, I'm uh, I'm actually vegan, so I don't do any uh, dairy products. What? Uh, but the thing that uh, I think the only true cure, the only thing that's gonna make everything go away, is uh, just time. You just have to you just have to deal with it. Suffer really. through it. Yeah, my uh, I I guess the one thing that I that I try to do is uh, is yeah, you got to eat a lot. Like you got to you eat a lot before, you eat a lot after, kind of sandwich the spicy stuff in there like when you go out drinking jim you gotta have a base right put put some bread in there yeah you got the attention of netflix and as of today there is a new show on netflix you are featured in one of the episodes what's the show called uh the show is called uh we are the champions yeah it just came out this morning Uh, it's uh it's narrated by uh rain wilson the door from the office so that's pretty cool and uh and yeah, like each each episode, uh, it's just six episodes. Each episode's about um, a different kind of uh, quirky competition and the the people in it, and a lot of competitions people haven't uh, heard of in that. Yeah, there's an episode on uh, on chili eating, which follows um, it's, uh, the first ever uh, world championship of uh, pepper eating, and I got to uh, represent Canada in that. <laughs> Where was it? Was, it? Uh, it was in uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina. Which is uh, where the world's hottest peppers come from? Uh, Smoking Ed Curry is the guy. He uh, he's created the, the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, the, I've heard of that. That's the world's hottest pepper according to Guinness World Records. But uh, the crazy thing is, during this competition, most of these uh, chili eating competitions uh, they end with the Carolina Reaper. Since this is Smoking Ed Curry, there's 13 rounds. Carolina Reaper was round number six. <laughs> wow. So they got, uh, they're hot, they're ones that are so hot, like, he's got just, uh, you know, he's got uh, peppers, you know, in his back pocket, up his sleeve, whatever you want to say, that are hotter than the world's hottest pepper, that he's just waiting for somebody to try to break his record so he can just be like, 
don't think so, bud. <laughs> Just pull out another pepper, you know what I mean? Did you get up early and watch yourself on, on the episode of We Are the Champions on Netflix? Have you seen your episode yet? I did, actually, yeah. I woke up early. I was pretty excited to see it, so, yeah, I woke up early and, uh, and watched it. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty neat. Uh, did you uh, get some good screen time? Sorry, what was that? Did you get some good screen time? Are you, like, you're not just in the background. You're featured in this thing, right? Yeah, like, I'm, uh... I'm there. I'm not featured as much as uh, as some of the other people. Uh, uh, like to be honest, when the when the show uh, when they were filming it and that, um, you know, I I was you know kind of known for Pepper stuff. I I had I had two records, uh, two of my Guinness records I had I had done, but I was waiting for Guinness to um, you know make them official and stuff like that, go through them and whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've I've I guess I'm a lot more accomplished now than when the show was going, but. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I'm in it quite. I'm in it quite a bit. Okay, but, I'll tell uh, you what, Mike. Mike Jack's on with us. He's a world record uh, hot pepper eater on this new Netflix show. We are the champions. We will watch the episode today, and let's call you back, and we'll discuss it on the air tomorrow. How's that sound? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, Jim, are you able to watch today? Can you? Is it an hour, half an hour? How long is the show? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's over half an hour. Okay. Yeah, I can get it done. Absolutely, and then I want to harass your competition online. <laughs> Start trolling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We are the champions on Netflix today featuring Hot Pepper Eater from the Taz and Jim listening area, Mike Jack. We will talk to you tomorrow morning, Mike, okay? All right, awesome, thanks. 21% of people have lied about seeing classic Christmas movies, Jim. <laughs> As to not get harassed by people? Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. I can relate with that because uh, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen, Taz, and you get mad at me if I haven't seen them. Like what? Back to the Future 2. You haven't seen Back to the Future (laughs) 2? What? Uh, it's what just is one of them. I you, know. Jim? Imagine say imagine in, What are you insane? <laughs> imagine if I didn't see Die Hard or uh, It's Die the, Hard the, the Santa only Claus. Christmas movie. Is that a classic Christmas movie in your eyes? It's the classic Christmas movie. It's the greatest. The Santa Claus. See, I was thinking more of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Miracle on 34th Street. But yeah, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> People do not want to be caught not seeing that movie. Of course I've seen The Santa Claus. <laughs> One, two, and three. Have uh, you seen Miracle on 34th Street? No. You, I mean, yes. No, I Do you know what it's about? Could you explain what, I think, from what you have seen and heard without seeing the movie, describe the plot of I think Miracle of 30, on 34th Street? Miracle on 34th Street. I think Santa Claus gets sued. Uh-huh. Or some guy who pretends he's Santa Claus gets sued, and then, like, something happens, and then, like, all the letters to Santa Claus start coming, and then an b- angel gets its wings. <laughs> That's basically yeah, it. More yeah, more or less. Yeah, and the little girl is in the courtroom testifying or something. I haven't seen it either. You haven't? No. Uh, what is wrong with me? I know. I, I feel like I have seen it because I've seen it referenced on so many other movies, The Simpsons, whatever. Yes. But I haven't actually sat down and watched it. Or like Christmas specials will do like a send-up of those classic movies. Like It's a Wonderful yeah. Life. I have never sat through that movie start to finish. But I can tell you it's about George Bailey, who's depressed, and he's going to jump off a bridge on Christmas Eve, I think. And then a ghost shows him what life would be like without, without him? Without him, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, it's been ripped about, off so many times. Some about snapping your fingers, or I don't know. <laughs> is that one of the parts? No. If you truly believe in fairies, or is that Peter Pan? <laughs> Everybody, clap your hands if you believe in fairies. I, I will say one that's like kind of just like we're talking about this is send up to the classics, and this one has become a classic that I haven't seen that I promised to see this year. It's Scrooged with Bill Murray. You've never seen Scrooge? I, no. It's a good one. That that. But yeah, you're right. You, you've seen a Christmas. What's what's the one? Uh, that would be the, the original Scrooge. Would be what's that one called? Ebenezer. What's a Christmas? No, a Christmas, no, Christmas stories with Ralphie. That's I've seen the BB that gun. every year for the past. Oh, a Christmas years. Carol. Christmas Carol. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scrooge is a good movie. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked you've never seen it, being a Bill Murray fan. And this is why people lie, Taz. Uh, they don't want to deal <laughs> with the hassle, justifying it. Oh, great. Now i got to talk to this guy about why I haven't seen Scrooge <laughs> for half an hour. I'm trying to keep it together over here, man. This is, uh, this is pretty incredible. Wolfgang Van Halen has released a uh, music video. It's a tribute to his dad. It's a song called Distance. And the video on YouTube, man. If you're a parent, it's gonna it's gonna get you. If you're not a parent, probably still get you too. Break out the tissues before you watch it. It features home videos of Wolfgang and Eddie, and it just looks like Eddie Van Halen was the most incredible father. At the start of the video, Wolfgang's running up a staircase in their home, and and they have this exchange. I love you, Daddy. <sighs> I love you. Uh, meet me up in the, uh, We gotta clean up the, above the garage and build a little studio for you and me. Yeah. Or for you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> so cool. Here's I'll meet you in the drum room? I'm gonna go upstairs. I don't know what he said there. Was it the, I'm gonna meet you at the drums? So, obviously, Eddie was talking about building a studio for the two of them so mm-hmm. they could, uh, create music together. We know what happened. Wolfgang... Went on to become a member of Van Halen. Pretty incredible thing. Here's a sample of the song Distance, Wolfgang Van Halen's tribute to his father. I'm so tired. Can't see your face. My memory of you slowly fades when I go on. watching it I, I can't even look at this man it's just with the videos of Wolfgang and and Eddie Wolfgang's young kid playing basketball in the backyard with his dad running around 
smiling, hugging each other. Wow, that's a pretty emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Sitting on his lap and they're playing the piano together when he's just a baby. Wolfgang was on with the King Howard Stern and he talked about um, writing this song and what it meant to him. I recorded a, a bunch of songs and I have the stuff I want to use for, for the album, but there's like a bunch of other ideas that are kind of just waiting there to be finished and distance was one of those and when this happened it was like let's finish it and let's have that be the first song out and put it out for dad wolfgang says that before eddie passed away told howard stern that they um (laughs) were planning a reunion the entire van halen family getting back together and going on the road since 2015 i'd been talking with dad so i would be like hey dad you know it would be cool is what if I opened for you guys and we had Mike come back. Initially, my dad was like, well, you got to be up there too. And eventually I was like, okay, well, maybe I can come up and we can play, you know, one or two songs from a different kind of truth. But as time went on, he warmed up to the idea. I got him excited about it. And at a certain point, it turned into what we joked as the kitchen sink tour. Let's get Dave and Hagar and even Sharon and let's just do a giant, awesome thing. And we talked to Irving Azoff about it. And then, of course, Irving, you know, got it ready. But by that time, Dad wasn't able to. Distance is the tune. And, okay, you ready for it? The video ends with a voicemail message that Eddie Van Halen left for his son. I'm just so happy to have you as as my son, man. So proud of you. I love you so much. Call me if you get a chance. I just want to hear your voice. Okay? I love you. Friday, December 4th is the release date of the White Stripes' greatest hits album. Jim, I know you're a huge fan. Are you going to be getting that baby, or do you already have all the music you need? I don't. I think it'd be cool to have on vinyl, you know, Uh third main record style. I think I might pick it up. I love the description (laughs) here on the website. In 1997, a brother and sister climbed into the third floor attic of their southwest Detroit family homestead and bashed out a primitive cover of David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream. In an alternate reality, it's all they ever do musically. The brother leads a Spartan life as a dutiful upholsterer, and the the sister finishes culinary school and continues to make heartwarming food. But that doesn't happen. Something sparks in both of them. They take their simple guitar-drum voice approach to the local open mic night on Bastille Day. Their performance was just good enough to keep them going. In what feels like a whirlwind, they record and release two 7-inch singles for a local indie label. A not-so-local indie offers to put out a full-length album. They start touring. Another album. More touring. Another album. Folks really start to pay attention. Crazy touring. More albums, accolades, wildest dream after wildest dream coming true. World-renowned becomes an appropriate descriptor, as does long-building overnight sensation. It's with extreme reverence that we present to you the White Stripes' greatest hits. The entire uh, double album is seven minutes long. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's a, there's a ton of hits on that. They do like their uh, their short songs, though, which yeah. is good for radio airplay, right? Yeah, Fell in Love with a Girl, I think, is a minute 40, something like that. Well, if you want to buy the vinyl, 
Get ready to shell out, Jim. $30 is what it's going to cost you. I believe that's U.S. as well. Could be worse. Uh, it could be, but why? Vinyl's crazy expensive. Yes. Why are records so expensive? Uh, they're be- they're more popular now than compact discs, so you'd think the production has increased to a point where the price would start coming down, but if you go into a record store, you see some albums that cost like $60, 70 yeah, it's, it's nuts. Whatever's popular, they're gonna hose you and try to charge you as much as as much as possible. Oh, but look, this one's blue. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not staring the at the blue. record while it's spitting. <laughs> I don't care. Ten dollars back in my day. That's what it was, eh? Well, it was ten bucks to go buy a brand new record, like back in the uh, the late '80s, early '90s, and and then like once CDs became the popular option. You could go to the store and get records for like five bucks. You could go to the store and get a record for a dollar. Nobody wanted them. And I remember when you could get Columbia House CDs for a penny. <laughs> and that's why I have an onion on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, $30, $30 US seems a little extreme for a piece of vinyl. That, that's the going rate, though. It's like 40 If you try to buy a new album on vinyl, it is 40 bucks for I sure. I know. It boggles my mind. Mm. But you're going to do it. Absolutely. Collector's item. You know, it's way better. People will spend $10 for an album on iTunes. Uh-huh. You know, So at least you get, you know, the sweet album artwork, hopefully an insert with some cool art or like lyrics on it. So you something physical you can hold on Tangible. to. Tangible. Something you, you can, can display touch. it on the wall like it's art. Uh-huh. You know, a CD, you can't really do that. No, I understand. I understand. And I think, you know, streaming... It, uh, or to buy an album that you don't get anything is the same price as buying the CD. Yeah, that's, kind, of a, that's kind of a jip too. And no packaging, no manufacturing. And I don't want to complain too much, but I was having a board game night at a friend's place the other night, and he was only listening to records. He had to get up every three songs and flip that record. <laughs> you know, it's it, you know, it's more yeah. of a novelty, and I'm surprised that it's still going strong. It's going strong, absolutely. Vinyl uh, vinyl albums are outselling every other form. Um, besides digital right now. Hmm. If you want to buy a, a copy, a physical copy of an album, vinyl is the most popular option, even though it seems to be the most expensive. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.